Hello everybody, this is Herman Dulce, CEO of Bellastone Enterprises. We are doing our very first special guest episode on our podcast, Execute with Mr. Results. We have our brother Fitz, one of the rock boys. It was only appropriate that we interviewed him first. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. All right, Fitz. My brother. How it's a coming? pleasure. I thank Always. you so much for coming on. It's no accident that you were the first person that I that I decided to interview. So real quick, Fitz in our group chat, our brotherhood rock financial group, he was the first person to quit his job, right? So it's only important. It was very important that you was the first person that I interview. So tell the people just a little bit about yourself, your name, whatever, a little bit about your background and let's get into it because we got a lot to talk about today. Right, we can get straight into it. So uh, my name is Fitzgerald Coriolan. Um, I'm into real estate. Uh, I started off as a realtor. I always wanted to do real estate, so I started off as a realtor um, and then transitioned into a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm just a serial entrepreneur. I try to, you know, get into different businesses, different lanes that make sense for me. So, okay. That makes sense for you. That's key. Yeah. Businesses that make sense for you because everybody want to get into something, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to get into real estate because it's cool on Instagram and YouTube, but you got the stuff that makes sense for you. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. So let's talk about the different businesses that you have first. And I want to talk about your history a little bit about how you got to this journey. So what are you invested in right now? What are you doing? What What is 2020 looking like? What's 2020-21 going to look like? So uh, right now I'm I'm trying to hone in on um, real estate even mm -hmm. more. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, I was doing some a little wholesaling. Um, I'm doing buy and holds now, keeping them for myself. Mm -hmm. Real estate isn't sexy uh, as you know. Some some people may make it seem. Gotta keep it a bean. Yeah. It's a little boring, but you know, like right. it, it works. It's a it's a good avenue for me. Um, and um, I'm in logistics right now, and I got some other things going on that uh, pretty soon I'll. I'll Put that oh, out there. Oh, too. you put that? Oh, you got, okay, yeah. you got secrets. Yeah, okay, you know, all right. Got, you know I mean? Excellent. I'll put it in the group chat. <laughs> you put it in the group chat. Yeah, yeah. So tell the audience real quick about how long ago you quit, why you quit. You got to tell them the funny story where you were okay. when, it, when it happened and what was your mentality before, during, and after that time in your life? I, um, so during that time, I was, I was working at TD Bank. Mm -hmm. um, I was a realtor. So first year, you know, zero sales, whatever. Like, that's whatever. Started to learn a game. All of my, half my friends needed houses that year. I had a great year the second year, um, but I I found that like I'm trying to take calls and you know I'm not supposed to be on my phone. I'm in the bathroom negotiating deals and things of that nature. And to be honest with you, I had I wanted to quit, but mm -hmm. I couldn't take the jump for whatever reason. Um, then one day my two managers were leaving, like, and they were super cool, like. One time I had a closing um, mm -hmm. that ran over schedule because, you know, nothing ever goes as planned. In real estate, <laughs> never. In real estate. So, um, and they didn't care. They're just like, as long as you come and you you close and we don't care. All right. So, you know, with, with people, with managers like that, it's kind of easy to get a little comfortable in, in your situation. So, right. one day they just told me, like, look, one of us is, one of them was going on FMLA and the other one were, uh, the other one was moving and I had already met the new manager. So, nice lady and everything like that, but I could tell, like, she was by the book. Yeah, she was by the book. Like, it was not going to be that flexible. So, uh, right down there, I'm like, uh, yeah, I want to put my two weeks into. Like, Whoa. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not going to say, you know, I thought it out, to mm -hmm. be honest with you, but it was one of those things like, you know, when you're on the phone taking $12,000 phone calls mm. and somebody telling you you can't do that for whatever, $16, $18 an hour. An hour. Yeah. 
It don't match up. It don't match up. I'm like, what am I doing? So you had to dip. So when they decided to leave you, it was like, yeah, I'm not going to risk it. I'm out too. Yeah, I'm out too. Yeah. So, so, so everybody always asks this question because somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, well, um, you don't have kids. You're not married. So your situation might be a little bit different than anybody that's listening right now. But financially, like, what was that like for you to make that decision? Because people ask me, Herman, how do I know when it's time to quit? I tell people what my number was. So I tell people when I quit, I was making six figures, right? So I knew I had to make more than six figures right. for me to quit mentally. You know what I'm saying? And there's some people that are like, listen, if you're making half of what your salary is, everyone has a different number. You have to be able to tolerate what that looks like for you. So, right. so when, when they were leaving and you decided to put your two weeks in, did you think of the financial impact? Um, in that moment, no, but after the fact, I knew I was good because I wasn't spending the money I was making off of real estate at the time. Okay. And then also, um, I had a, I have very low overhead or okay. whatever, so I knew I, I, I would be fine. Like, it wouldn't take much for me to, you know, be able to take care of myself. So. Okay. So, you quit your job, you're doing real estate full-time, all right? So, the first year, the second year, all your friends needed prop, um, real estate, so you booming. What happened after that? After that, like I probably had, I had a good amount of clients. I can't remember the exact number. I lost like half of them. Mm -hmm. And that was like my first number. Cause one of the things that kind of pushed me to quit was like, I'm good. I got all these clients coming in, all these people in the pipeline. The referrals, yeah. Nothing's guaranteed. Like, Nothing's guaranteed. I said, oh, all right, like this is, this is the game. All right, cool. Like, so kind of fell on my face, so to speak. But mm -hmm. you know, it was a good learning lesson for me. You know, I stayed afloat, kept it moving and kind of pushed towards different things and different uh, revenue. Now, this is important, what you're saying. Um, nothing is guaranteed. You always got to have a plan B. Um, but one interesting thing you said is that he, he lived below his means. So when the hit came, you was prepared for it or you was able, yeah. to, you was able to sustain it. Yeah, and I didn't know I was prepared for it. It's just the way I was living, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like, I just don't try not to do too much or whatever. Exactly. So in the end, it kind of like, you know, benefiting me. More, right, more than right. Anything, so. so I just copped a new, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. Something like, nothing something too light. nothing too crazy. Uh, something like, heavy, but heavy. everybody <laughs> always teased me because I, have a, I I was driving a 2011 Honda CRV. I got like a buck 13 miles on it. It was everything. It gets me from A to B because I'm super low key. Because I always, same thing like you, I always, I think the worst like, is going to happen. Yeah. I haven't had a Cardinal in five years. I was good. I didn't want it. Kevin's like, you need to cop something. Kevin's my brother. Like you need to get something. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't want no car, no, I want no more liabilities. I'm still building up and investing in myself. Right. And we're gonna talk about passive income in a second because I think we're both in logistics right now. Right. So I need something paying for this because I ain't paying for it anymore. Right. I don't yeah, want that yeah, risk because if bad. something happened to me, um, it's a wrap. So when you're looking at investments right now, so you're still doing real estate, you're you said you're a serial entrepreneur, and basically a serial entrepreneur is just somebody that's still investing. What are you looking for in investments right now? What um what am I looking for? Yeah, in any type of business, somebody come to you with different businesses like how do you know if this is a good fit for fits? Um, one is the time aspect. That's one of the most important things. Like it, now, my mind, ha my mindset has changed. So it's not about like how much money it costs to get in to get into that field mm -hmm. because money is infinite. Like you can find it anywhere. Like I have rich friends like you. Wow. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but uh, it's more so like how much time would I have to devote to this? Mm -hmm. um, what's the ROI? I don't think that's something that people really even think about. Even f everything in your life is ROI. Mm -hmm. Like from the school you go to to the person that you're dating to the people who you're friends with. Like, so what type of return on investment can I? can I get, you know what I mean? Wow. So I look for things like that. Let's put a pin in the friendships, right? We're right. gonna talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. I know the pain of your side, right? Mm -hmm. And we're about to make a lot of people mad. 
The painiest side is school, right? College specifically. College specifically. College specifically. So talk to me about your beef with college. My beef with college. I say I, I don't think I've ever even said this publicly, but I dropped out of school like five times. Like, mm-hmm. like it would be like go. I would go academic probation, then go to another school, then oh, it's not for me. Like it's just a whole bunch of back and forth. So my beef with school was always like I just felt like bamboozled. Like, and I remember having a conversation with my mom like being younger. It's like oh, mm-hmm. you know, after high school is college, after college is life. Like mm-hmm. you just think you about to be lit, and it's like. The tools, the necessary tools that you need to succeed in life are not really taught there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I try to preach to, I'm not saying college is bad, but like I said, it's, it's about ROI. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like unfortunately, like somebody, the person with the, um, uh, what's it called? I was about to say liability degree. Uh, uh, a bachelor? No, nah, not bachelor. Yo, a liability degree. Like that's about to be a, <laughs> yeah, yo, you need to get a t-shirt. Yeah, I know, right? Liability <laughs> yeah. degree. Liability but, degree. Um, liberal arts. Yeah, yeah. The liberal arts degree is not going to make the same as a person with an engineer degree. Right, right, right. Maybe college is not for you. Maybe you should get a trade. Maybe you should whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like people kind of like limit it. And um, the day, the same, <laughs> I'm, sometimes I could be impulsive. The same day, the same way I quit my job is the same way I stopped going to school. Um, the last school I went to was Philly U. I was in class. We were learning about something that, you know, had nothing to do. And I thought to myself, like, what do I want to do in life? And at the time, you know, with real estate, I already had my license and everything like that. I'm like, why am I here? Like, mm-hmm. it was one of those, like, um, three-hour classes and you get a, a break in the it's middle. It's the worst. I, like, I never came back. Yeah, ever. yeah. Ever. Like, that it hit me because it's just like I was a business major. And I'm like, I'm a business major, but they don't even show me how to create business entities. Yeah, don't even try to make an LLC. That's yeah. crazy. I'm like, oh yeah, this is not this is not my path. Like I right. felt like I was trying to force something mm-hmm. that wasn't for me. So I'm I'm battling more and more with how do I get this message across to people because people are so staunch on and quite frankly, I'm gonna say it, your feelings gonna get hurt. My opinion is my opinion. You know when you become a certain age, you don't care what people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um uh I just think that it the college isn't a scam. I think the structure and how it's built is a scam, right? And it's all about return on investment. If I'm paying you $50,000 for anything, I need to be able to make this, yeah. right? So um, let's just say a, a teaching degree to become a teacher is 50000 right? You know, the starting salary average is thirty five, forty thousand. 40000 That's crazy. That's a yeah. terrible return on investment. Yeah. And I know some people who don't know math and be like, yeah, in two years, you made, you made um, 80000 no, mm-hmm. you didn't because you have to pay taxes, living you, expenses. you live in expenses, etc. So um, that's why it takes 30 years to even make back or pay off this, the student loan. So mm-hmm. that's a terrible investment. Yeah. Right. So you can't you cannot convince entrepreneurs or investors that college itself is a good investment. It isn't. It's a terrible investment because you and I know with that same 50, what well, we can make yeah, a month off of it. it. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. what we're doing right now. Uh, <laughs> that's what you're doing right now. So if you tell me you got 50000 oh, the school gave you 50 oh, give it to us. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. We know exactly we'll get you We'll get you four it. figures a month, guaranteed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, But if you're going to use it to go to college, if that's your passion, that makes you happy. I'm all about everybody living and being happy. If being a teacher makes you happy, great. Just you know, know what you're signing up for. Just know what you're signing up for. There you go. Yeah. Get all the information. Yeah, what front. this loan is going to cost you. You have to pay it back in six, um, six months after you graduate. That 50000 is going to cost you $800 a month, and you don't have a place or a car or a pot to piss in yet. Right? Good job. Um, <laughs> and, and you know the world has changed now. Yeah. 
we're in a very different world now. So I think college is gonna be very, very different. That's very why different, yeah. that's why those those entrepreneur classes, all those things online, people are signing up for them left and right. Cause you know, people who are not scammers, but people have really found some type of freedom, you know what I mean, in doing that. And I think that's why I, I can speak to both sides of it. Cause I have my master's degree. So real quick, um, I'll talk a little bit about my story too. So I, I went to college, first generation immigrants, we both are. Yep. Um, our parents told us the same thing, go to college, get an education, you'll, you'll be fine. Cause for them at that time, that worked. Yeah. So back in the seventies and eighties, when our parents got here, you got a college education, you were going to be fine. So they can only teach me what they knew. They didn't, they didn't know anything else. Right. Um, and they got their houses with no college degrees, no nothing. Yep. They saved up, they 20% down, 20% down. There wasn't no FHA when my parents were buying cribs yeah. and you had to put the 3% down. No. Nah, they had to put down their, their 20% down, they purchased their home and they lit and they think that's the situation. Nah, it's a very different world it's right different, now. Very different, very world. different world. So, you know, I didn't get the best uh, college degree. I, I ended up with social work. I was making, my first job was like 29,000. Really? Right. But I was lit because I was living home. I had no bills, no kids, no nothing. So yeah. twenty nine thousand with no util- with no bills, all I had was a cell phone. That was great. I had my car. No, it was a good living, right? <laughs> um, then I went and I got my master's degree, right? Because I was like, all right, well, I need to make more money, and bachelor's just isn't enough. Got my bachelor's degree. That cost me an extra forty five thousand, right? Um, so now I'm eighty thousand dollars in debt. And then my my best paying job, I was an executive director for a nonprofit. $50,000 a year. I have a bachelor's, I have a master's degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like this, hard, and I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is what my life is gonna be. This is what the next 50 years is gonna be my, for my life, and then I'm gonna retire, and I'm gonna have social security, and that's it. I was like, this can't be it. So it, it always bothered me. Um, and then my mom introduced me to a guy who's teaching a trade, software testing, right? I paid him like 7,000, right? Um, only gave him like two though. That's another story for, <laughs> another, for another show. Um, <laughs> And then my first job was eighty thousand. My second job was one twenty-five with ten percent bonus, and that was a trade software testing. So once that happened to me, I was like, "Oh, college is definitely a scam." But like you, I was still living like I was making fifty-five. So I saved up some bread and I started investing, and I started Bella Sloan. And then the money was definitely different. And I was like, "Oh, well, even this job is." is nah because i was taking phone calls signing credit for people business funding i was doing all that stuff in the closet too and i was literally closing deals like a day bro each client was like at the time it's like 500 dollars a client right so literally one or two clients i made more than i was making at my full-time job and right. I, that was just me hiding in the closet so i took a gamble on myself right i bet on myself i was best like bet you can make the best bet i can make i was like listen if i'm giving this job 50 hours a week Cause that's what you're doing. You're not really working 40. You gotta think about the getting ready and the driving and coming back to forth to work, right? If I'm giving this job 50 hours and I'm still making 500 to 1,000 a day, imagine if I gave the business 50 hours. You 10x. It was over. Yeah. Bellasone was different at that point. Once I quit my job, it was August 2018. Best decision I ever made, right? And it's been it's been bananas ever since. Cause now I have time my most valuable asset, and I invested in other places. Exactly. So remember we went out to Cali for that business meeting? Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I couldn't do that if I had a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm running and meeting new people um, about that. Let's talk about ROI on friendships and relationships because you're about to hurt some feelings because he's a different dude anyway. <laughs> so you look, you, you talk about return on investments in the relationships that you're in. 
what does that look like? Like, how do you let's let 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 let's get a little personal. Let's talk about when you dating somebody. Okay. Like like how how much time you putting in? Like what what return on investment are you looking for, bro? Like what you no, talking I'm, about? Like when it when it uh, when it comes specifically to relationships, it's like like what what are we gaining from the relationship? Because at the end of the day, like you know, there's there's always gonna be times you just have fun and chill mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But in the midst of that, like, what are you doing to progress yourself? Like you know what I mean? Like what are your goals and are we? I, the same way I am with my friends and we're pushing each other mm-hmm. and at the end of the year we making sure we give each other all our goals and we're holding each other accountable it should be the same in a relationship like it doesn't stop like at the end of the day mm-hmm. it shouldn't stop like and I've seen I've experienced certain stuff and I've seen certain things where it's like literally someone I've, I've seen women that um, you know guys that will be in a relationship with a woman and it text 10 X's them and I've seen Mm. men that be in certain that are in certain relationships and it just like you know what I mean yeah. like so opposite just, effect it's, yeah it's the opposite effect so um I think early on I just realized like all right I can't just I'm not just anybody like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter that I'm not Elon Musk yet mm-hmm. I, st- I gotta move like I am like heavy you know what I mean so right, right, right. anybody can't be next to me like Right, right, right. You are the catch. He loves right, to say right, that. Right. You are the catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, excellent. So. 2021 has started, right? Um, what are you gonna do different this year than you did last year? Um, what are expectations of yourself? Ex- one one big expectation of myself that I have is just to be way more intentional with my with my relationships, with my business, mm-hmm. with my even just with my family. Like, because mm-hmm. it, it's it's also easy to get caught up in the oh I'm, I need to make a million dollars, I need to make ten million, I need to do this, do that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to intentionally put time aside for your family because your sanity is what helps you be successful and progress and do more. So mm-hmm. if you're, you know, always on go, eventually you crash. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to intentionally make time for certain things. Like when it's business, it's all business, no play. And when it's family time, it's family time. Like, all right, you know. let's give some, let's get some value um, to our listeners right now. People watching on YouTube, um, you have different businesses right now. Let's talk about the ones that you can talk about. What are you doing right now? Um, that you can discuss. So right now, um, like I said, real estate, uh, that's what most people know me for doing um, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so, you know, I'm just working on a few projects and mm-hmm. uh, those are like buy and holds, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then um, logistics is a, a, a new one for me. So um, it's a real big industry. I see it's getting a little popular and I, you know, it's it's something that's never going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it made sense like for me to get into it. It, okay. it was a no brainer. So let's talk about uh, real estate. Everybody loves it. Why are you in it? Like, why does everybody love it? Why hasn't it ever fall off? Like, so for me, when I was younger, I read somewhere that uh, a per, I forget the exact percentage of people, but a majority of people that were millionaires uh, made their millions off of stocks and bonds and real estate. Mm-hmm. So I figure, like, you know, I love houses. Like, why not real estate? Mm-hmm. So um, that that just put a battery in my back, and ever since then, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take this avenue to create some type of generational wealth for me and my family. So when you're looking at deals right now. Um, and I know you've been doing real estate for more than five, six years, but investor more so heavier now. What are the what numbers are you looking for? Talk to your talk to our listeners who are talking about return on investment. What what are the numbers you're looking at, uh, Herman? I probably look at to get into this, put this much in it. This how much time I'm trying to put in, I'm trying to get out. Blah blah. What does that look like to you? So for me, um, it also depends on the area because um, we've you know obviously uh, invested in different cities and stuff, mm-hmm. but we're mainly based out of Philadelphia. For me, as long as I can 
this might sound crazy, but as long as I can get my initial investment back and there's like, I don't know, I want to say 15, 20% equity in there in the project, like don't quote me, that's just my personal thing. Mm. I don't mind because like, like we stopped spending real estate money a long time ago. Like that's for the kids. Like that's that's for the ones behind us. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not looking, I just want to be able to always get the initial investment back so I can keep it going. So mm. I'm not really looking to, you know what I mean? Cash out, refi, yeah, a bunch of out, debt. Yeah, you know, a bunch of debt. You know what I mean? Like mm. now, if we're talking about like doing flips and stuff like that, that's a different, that's a, a different, different ball math, game. Yeah. yeah, a different math because you know partners, you might partner up with people and stuff like mm. that. But let's know. let's talk about that for a little bit. You said something crazy right there. I think I want you guys to miss it. We don't spend real estate money anymore. So this is something that us in the in the group chat that we do, um, you know, before the recession and before a lot of things, people were using the Burr method buy rehab, refinance, rent, right? Yeah. Repeat, right? Um, so if there was 100,000 equity, people would take out 80% of it, right? And they would blow 40, 40%, 40,000, put it in their pocket, the other 40, who knows what they're doing with right. it, but because somebody else is paying the debt off. I totally get that. But um, definitely we have some mentors and some other people that are like, ah, don't really play that, that game too yeah. much. Yeah. You don't want to get into too much debt, even though somebody else paying it. You know, take a couple dollars out, but definitely you want to get your initial investment and move on to the move next on one. To the next one. Exactly. And then you build up equity that way. One of our uh, mentors, Saniga, I'm definitely I gotta get her on here. Yeah, I think that's a good that's time. A that's a good thing. She tells us, like I was talking to her on Matter of Fact two days ago, she's even tightening up her model. What she's doing is she's holding, holding two, yeah, and flipping the third, third one. one. Yeah. So she even tightened it up. So that third flip that she has is all profit, all cash. She's paying down the debt on the first property. And she's going to continue to build her portfolio that way. So you look up in 10 years and your portfolio is debt free and your cash flow is something crazy. So we're playing the long game with real estate. We're not really playing the short game quick flip. I don't know if you remember. It was like, I think the first Philly real estate week or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then um, Alan Dobb was talking or whatever. Mm -hmm. So and he basically was saying something similar to that effect. Uh -huh. But obviously he's been doing it for yeah. long, you know, uh, a, long, uh, a while, excuse me. And... He basically did the same exact thing, and but his thing was like he honed in on it. He didn't take not a dollar, and when he looks up 10, 15 years later, mm -hmm. all his properties were paid for. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and God forbid something happens to you in the midst of you know try, you trying to build your little your, your empire or whatever. Yeah. Like you don't want to leave your family a whole bunch of debt. Debt, because they're gonna sell it. Yeah. Like, they're gonna sell it, and, and all that like, work. It was for. It was for all, all that work is is out of here. Yeah. So. Let's talk about logistics. Logistics is trucking and stuff like that. We both got into it last year. Um, tell tell our listeners why you decided to get into it. All right. So the best way for me to explain why I got into logistics is like you know it's faster money than real estate. That's one issue I had. I'm like, dang, like I can't just survive off real estate. Like this not yeah. making sense or whatever the case may be. But the best way for me to sum it up is I had a conversation with a friend a couple days ago, whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, she basically was like. So like, what's real money to you? Like, how much is real money? Like, what's real money to me? And I thought about it. I'm like, real money to me is when I don't have to wake up to go get it. That's heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, that's that's when you're making some real money because it's like I know everything. Everybody's taken care of. I know my family's taken care of. And like, if I want to chill today, or we, Herm hit me up and yo, we out to Miami. Yeah. Just to grab some lunch. We can do that, you know what I mean? And so, that has happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, like, to me, that's real money. It's not even, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a number, per mm -hmm. se, but the type of money that you're getting, whether it's earned or passive. Okay. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So, so and that's how we um, have 
have diversified our portfolio. So real estate, long-term money, um, logistics or truck trucking is everyday money. That money's coming in no, no matter what. Right. So, so how old are you now, Fitz? I'm 31. You're 31. So let's talk to let's talk to 61 year old Fitz, right? So 61 year old Fitz, what is he telling 31 year old Fitz right now? I would imagine that uh, 61 year old Fitz is telling 31 year old Fitz, thank you for sticking to the plan because uh-huh, uh-huh. this is where we're at now. Um, you know, mom was taken care of, dad was taken care of, and you, uh, like everybody, that's my biggest thing, just making sure everybody's good and mm-hmm. not necessarily just giving out handouts, uh, but more so giving out opportunities and blessings as much as I can, you know what I mean? You can't, feel, you can't pour from an empty cup, like. Right, right, right. But, um, and also like, it's funny, I was talking to Eric today and, um, it's like certain things that happened within the last year investment wise that may not have gone my way and he's just like you can't be mad because you got the experience from it. experience from it so i think 61 year old fits was would definitely tell 31 year old fits like you can't be mad like you, yeah, you, you, you paid here. you paid the tuition now you're here yeah experience. and you know what to do now right experience is a great tuition yeah man. so you can't you can't it paid off like so you know relax like absolutely yeah. i appreciate you coming out fits tell the users your instagram so they can follow your journey a little bit more yeah for sure um it's gonna be fits underscore corey um it's f-i-t-z underscore c-o-r-i um yeah follow me see the journey i appreciate you man thank, thank you, you so much appreciate happy new year bro happy new year i'll talk to you guys soon